Welcome to a place where God's people are enlightened and empowered through the ministry of the Spirit and strategic communication of God's Word for Kingdom Dominion. We are a people committed to establishing Kingdom civilization in our various sphere of influence. Welcome to Build. shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. But we're not doing this. Just go back to that line. Now, Jesus was speaking here and he said, he gave a last command before he ascended to heaven. And his command was, go ye into all the world. And he said, you should preach what? The gospel. Not a gospel. The gospel. is a definite word. Which means that there are there are no different kinds of gospel, in the sense that if we say if we say that there is the gospel of prosperity, there is the gospel of faith, there is the gospel of the kingdom, there is the gospel of holiness. All right, all all these deliverance, all these variations, is a sign that somebody is wrong. There is only the gospel. And for the past two weeks, I've been taking us through that gospel and how it forms a believer. The whole process that a believer goes through from the time he comes to Jesus to salvation. And all through like that. And we're still going to continue from the next week. Because we need to really understand who the believer is. I've been listening to Pastor Chris a lot more recently. And I've been trying to find out what exactly is in this man. Who does he think the believer is? Give me volume there. Who does he think, not me, the sound. The sound. Who does he think that the believer is? What's his picture of a man that is already saved? What is his picture of a man that has met with Jesus? That has received the life of Jesus, like we say. Probably most of us still say, give our lives to Jesus. When somebody gets saved, what should be, what should that person be? The Bible says that, um, that he that is in Christ is a new, what? Creature. And that word, picture of the fact that exists before. That if you were a man and you got saved, it's like the same way a lion is different from a lizard, is the same way an unbeliever is different from. You can have the same hairstyle. You can wear the same clothes. But those are two different species of beings. So Jesus did not just come to hang on a cross. He came to show us that you can, you can transit from being a human being to a different species. That believers are not humans. 
So, when you study that old fraction, you would now start to think, what exactly is wrong with the believer? Because the average believer, if they say there is an oral festival and they will kill people, it won't come out. Then we will use scriptures like wisdom is profitable to direct. A believer fails an exam. And the Bible says that you have an unction from the Holy One. I think we need to study this personality that Jesus birthed after young on that cross. So Jesus did not leave. He left with a message. He says what? Give me back that scripture. Mark 16, 15. He says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. The gospel has an effect. It produces a kind of people. So if your own teaching gets somebody saved, but does not produce the same thing, is not the gospel. And we've been trying to find out who exactly the believer is. Who is he when he gets saved? Then after he gets saved, who is he? Then we are entering into a series where we are starting to check the responsibility of the believer. And I'll start that from next, you know, after the prayer service. But this prayer service is in an attempt to teach you the exact thing that was the theme of the year. Down into this picture of who the believer is. Because the theme of this year cannot be lived by a non-believer. Only a believer can do it. Who exactly is this creature that Jesus died for? And what exactly is the gospel? I've given you the message in the first part. You can go and get it. But Jesus left with this command. Left believers. He's trying to let you see that. I know you are still weak. I know there are many things that are still wrong with you. I understand. But forget about that thing. I gave you a mandate. Go into what? All the world. And carry this gospel. That this gospel has an effect. Did you read Romans chapter 1 verse 16? Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Is that true? He says, it is what? The power of God. People believe that the power of God is when somebody gets healed. But Jesus is saying, calm down. If you look at this thing that we call the gospel, it's not just a curriculum. That thing is like a chap. Preaching. Because this, this gospel, Jesus came. And when he came after um, um, John the Baptist baptized him in water, the Bible says Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. And he came into town preaching this same gospel. That the kingdom of God is at hand. And as he kept preaching, the sick were healed. Right? All kinds of things. There was an effect. In fact, John the Baptist was in the wilderness. And the Bible says everybody in town pursued a man in the wilderness that does not eat good food. Imagine you follow Jesus. Jesus was not a wealthy man. You follow Jesus and you say, Ah, Father in the Lord, where are we going to sleep this night? And Jesus says, The bed is for whatever the son of man does not have anywhere to lay his head and you are still following him. Does that not look like Jesus has a charm on people? That's the effect of the gospel. That this content of what Jesus teaches is not just to make somebody sit down and say, um, I will decide if I will get saved next week. If people are still deciding, then there's something about that gospel that we don't know. Because Jesus is own had an effect. Jesus is own was creating change. He created change so much that Herod heard about this Jesus. And he said they should bring Jesus to him. And they came to meet Jesus. Imagine, with all the chariots that Herod has, 
Jesus said, go and tell that fox. Right? I'm busy here. Go and reply. He called Herod the fox. They sent the message to Herod and they could not catch Jesus. Then the Bible said that they started planning to kill this man. Right? Jesus will be preaching and they will come to kill Jesus. And the Bible will say they see Jesus preaching. So, they've seen him preaching now. And they are waiting. Wait, okay. Finish your sermon, then we anchor you straight down to the palace. And the Bible would say that they will be watching Jesus and all of a sudden they can't find him again. Where is he? He has gone. Where did he pass? The gospel. See, I, I'm like, I, I'm trying to let you see because recently I've been checking my Bible to find out that I think there is something that we're not preaching. That is not the gospel. The gospel is like a charm. That the gospel can, can preserve life. It's not just a message to be preached. You can sit on the gospel and somebody can come to kill you and you won't die. Why? The gospel. Listen. There were men like of IB, Akinele, CAC, of ancient memory. They, this man was a king and then he gave his life to Jesus, received the life of Jesus and they wanted to come and catch him. They said, we have to do a lot of sacrifices. You know all these things that people do? And this man was on the throne. And he said they should come and carry him from there. They came. They tried to pull this man. This man was gummed to the chair there. And he could not stand up again. The gospel created an effect. That, that stopped the natural way of living. Brothers and sisters. If there is morning, afternoon, there should be night. Because of the gospel. Joshua told the son to stand still. And he was there. What exactly is the gospel? Because if you find it out, you will live with less fear than you are living presently. So, I found out that there are two major things that many believers have not been trained to do. You know, the kind of believers we raise nowadays are believers that we are in a transactional Christian life. We taught a man of God should to capture something right in the spirit for our you know, or not to receive something. And we come to church only when they are supposed to pray for people. Oh, ah, if they, they are even doing miracle money now, then we run to that place expecting to receive. And this consumer mentality believer is not the kind of believer that Jesus left. The believer that Jesus left, he gave them an assignment. Go here. That everything that you do. You see, Jesus is saying this. Jesus knows that we need cars. Jesus is saying this. He knows that you need money. Right? Jesus is saying this. He knows that you need a wife. He did not say go and make sure you have a comfortable life. He did not say go and make sure you make money. Jesus just said go and preach the gospel. Ah! Just go. Read the Bible. The Bible says Jesus was speaking. He said when I sent you, lackest thou anything. Let me find that scripture. The way Jesus said it is, when I sent you with nothing, lackest thou anything. That I told you, Emmanuel, stand up, go and preach. Which megaphone will I use? Just go. Where would the members come from? Just go. I sent you with nothing, but you realize that the gospel created an effect that brought everything. Lackest thou anything. So, if Jesus was saying this, it means that your marriage is in that gospel. It means that the good results you look for in school is in that gospel. That pursuing things will lead you to frustration. Focus on the gospel. That gospel has a charm. 
it will create every other thing. We don't understand this thing. Because if you call an average believer, let's go and preach. Then the flimsy excuses of, ah, there uh, uh, is test tomorrow. Um, um, I have class by 6 p.m. Alright? And I understand all the things that comes with you living a, a blessed life. But brothers and sisters, uh, Jesus was asked a question and his answer was in Matthew 6 verse 33. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Uh, you need to understand what Jesus is saying. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. Forget the rest. There's something about the gospel that we don't know. And I'm trusting that today we would let go, we would trust Jesus enough to let go of our ambitions and focus on a cause that is bigger than us. And we would see how Jesus, by his grace and mercy, would force things into your life that were not there before. Because it's a prayer service. We can come and pray for people's challenges now. Lord, people need um, breakthrough. And you see, sometimes when you imagine the things that human beings need, you will find out that needs don't end in this world. When you have money, then you will need peace. When you have money, then you start realizing that armed robbers are a reality. Now you don't think of armed robbers because if they steal your phone, what else will they take again? Kukuma kill me, right? But now you have money. Then after you have money, you start realizing that, ah, money without protection is an issue. Then you start looking for police around. But Paul, listen, Paul, it was even a prophet that came to tell Paul that this is what will happen to you when you enter Jerusalem. They will tie you and bind you in chains. And Paul said, let's go. Ah. Then the woman in the whole church ran to Paul's room and knelt down. Ah, Paul, please now, don't die. At least the prophecy was sent so that we can be wise, right? And pick and choose so that you won't die. Paul. And Paul said, why are you begging me? I've told you I'm going. There was something Paul knew about the gospel. That take me there. The gospel is an effect. It creates protection. My goodness, my God. That you you can hold the gospel like a charm. Everywhere you get to, I need a job. Start with the gospel. The gospel will bring a job. See, this thing that I'm saying, it will look like this is a foolish boy that is talking. I do business, but brothers and sisters, there is no effect that is as powerful as the gospel. And believers need to understand, we are pursuing things and we forgot the power Jesus gave us. The gospel. That God can make somebody to not sleep, to give you a job, because you will carry an agenda of the gospel to that place. That God can make sure that a friend that has not called you for years ago, just because, you see, God has an agenda and he knows very few people are looking for what he's looking for. If God finds one man that is head over heels for what God wants to do, he can make somebody die for your sake. I've seen the effect of this thing. There are places that I've gone to knowing that they are stealing in that streets. They are killing people there and I trek inside that place like that. Sit down there and while I'm hearing that people are shouting, ah, yeah, in the midnight, I'm them, give me my phone and I'm praying in tongues. Barush, Ali, Ali Barusia. I'm going back to build. You gave me a word. I can't die here and build leaves like that. No, sir. I'm here. And the gospel creates an effect. Throughout that period, they stole everywhere, harassed everybody, nobody met me. The bastard that will meet me will first die because I need to understand where you will come from. 
Abba. See, this is not pride. This is an understanding of the gospel. Ah. When Paul was saying, let no man trouble me, I bear in my body. There is something I've suffered for Christ. That Christ is alive. If it will mean, see, you need to hear the story of, uh, what's the name of this guy? Thomas. We call him Doubting Thomas. Is that true? Thomas in history, the um, history told us that he went to India. And he went to preach in India. And while he was preaching in India, you know, India has, I think presently they have about 150 something million gods. Then he met them serving one of the gods at the sea. And he just went there. And he said, I brought, I bring you the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, everybody will be like, okay, what's the name of this new god? Is he, are we going to upload him online? Or which one are we going to do now? <laughs> and he stood there. The same doubting Thomas. He told them to bring the water. He chewed the water up and commanded it to stay there. And the water hung there. After the water hung there, everybody sat down and said, Sir, talk to us. Who are you talking about? Then he started preaching. History still records that the temple that he built in, um, in India there, there is still awe when you enter that temple. The same doubting Thomas. Weak person. Jesus was alive with him. He did not still believe. But he carried the gospel and went to India. He did not believe all. But because of that gospel, that gospel created an effect. Can a man hold water up there? It's not possible. But the gospel is an effect. So you can understand what Paul says when he says, I am not ashamed. We live in a wicked world. We live in a world where killing is everywhere. Right? The fear to walk on the road is everywhere. News every time. When you hear that robbers are robbing, um, what do they call it now? Students' environment and lodges. The first question in your mind is, what do students have that you want to steal? Is it the phone that they need for an assignment? Or the laptop that they need for just a project? That you did not even rob men with big houses. You entered lodges of people that are still struggling, hoping that the landlord does not disturb them very soon for rent. The money they paid for that rent for most students is not their money, it's their parents' money. And you approach them and expect to steal from them. It gives you a sign that this is not normal. We are in a wicked world. If you live in this world, Believing that sleeping by 6 p.m. and locking your door is what will keep you safe. You are joking. You've got to enter scripture. Find out the provisions that are there that will make you walk like, what do they call these, um, these creatures? These gods. Like Zeus or Hermes. That the person that touches you first has an effect that he will spend his lifetime regretting. You've got to find safety in the world. Why in a very wicked world? You can't say you won't travel again now because of COVID-19. But many times when believers are seeking safety, they seek a man of God. If I stay under this man, maybe I'll be saved. Brothers and sisters. Mm. Ah. Mm. Let me give you two scriptures and then we'll pray. Quickly, let's just see why I've believed, why I believe presently that most believers will remain weak. 
Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. Look up. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. This is what I call the covenant of substitution. People call it the principle of substitution, but I think it's a covenant. Imagine that there is a tree, Taiwan Kende, and um, one one is an arm robber. I know we have, we have heard this story probably many times as Yoruba people. One is an arm robber, right? Identical to him. And then he went to steal somewhere and he did very bad, probably killed someone and they are looking for him. And um, the police ran and met. He, he ran inside the house and the tire is in front of the house. And he ran inside, dropped his clothes outside and ran away. But because they are identical twins, when the police came, they met his brother and they caught him. When they are about to kill the brother, this younger one is thinking that it's me that sinned. But because of what the elder brother or whatever has done for him, he is now saying, I was living a normal life before you put me in this trouble. Now, when you go, when you are alive, stop. I'm dying for you because I want you to stop the life that you have been living. That you can now take on the life that I'm living. Now, this, this younger brother that is now alive and the other one is gone, will now start living his life believing that he's living the life of two people. Is that true? That in respect and honor of what this man has done for him, he will live for him. And for his lifetime, it will be for that person. That's what this scripture tries to portray. That because Jesus died for us, the normal mindset of a believer is no more to live for himself. You see, when you understand what Jesus did for you, everything that Jesus had to go through for man, that man was weak, man could not save himself, man could not restore himself, man had the debts that he could not pay. And one innocent person that was a God, not man, dropped on earth, became a man, passed through the womb of a woman, walked through earth, did signs and wonders, and you can imagine that Jesus was healing people remembering that he would soon die. And Jesus was eating with his disciples while they are laughing, he's remembering that he will soon die. And Jesus died. Going up to heaven is believing that the people that will believe what he did will no longer live for themselves. They will drop their ambitions. Drop their personal desires. Yes, I want to be an architect. It's good. But when you come into the economy of this life, you should no longer live for yourself. Drop the things that are your pursuit and look for something continue the ministry that Jesus was doing and take it as a major focus. I'm not saying that you should leave everything and become a preacher. No. What I'm saying is that everything that you should do to carry on it the gospel. That everywhere you go, everything you do, we should not be ashamed to say that if they left me to myself, my journey is hellfire. Right? I have a debt that I could not pay. Jesus paid that debt. And if Jesus did that much for me, listen, John 3.16, I've said it again and again, that the revelation of salvation is not the sin of man. The revelation behind salvation is the love of God. For God so loved the world, then he gave his only begotten son. So, if we are supposed to, if we know 
As I am now, I'm thinking, okay, I should have, I should be a millionaire in dollars and, you know, have a good family, live, just travel abroad, alright? Enjoy my life with my family. Jesus is not saying you should not enjoy your life, but in everything you do, let the gospel be the banner. Let other people know that this Jesus still loves them. That the people that killed people in this campus some weeks ago, Jesus still loves them. That's the kidnappers kidnapping people in Nigeria. Jesus still loves them. If you carry that burden, Jesus will be glorified. And like the Bible says, I, and if I be lifted up, I will draw I found out that many believers were using God as a, as a shortcut. We've realized that God now has, God now has, God now does give away, right? He gives away jobs. Gives away breakthroughs, gives away anointing, gives away money, gives away power, and the ambition with which we pursue these things. It's obvious that we're not looking for Jesus. What we're looking for is the benefits that will come when you are an MOG. So that somebody can kneel down in front of you now. And you see, there are stupid young boys inside this campus too now that they sit down close to us there. I'm sure some of you have met them. Sit down close to us there waiting for any lady that is passing. Then they approach you and say, you have a problem in your family. Who does not have a problem in his family? And the lady, you know, because ladies are emotional, she starts saying, ah, that's true. You must be a prophet. Yes, I'm going to take you on a spiritual journey. That spiritual journey is going to make you become, and the fool is talking. You should ask him, what's your CGPA? Because you are on this campus with me. Ambition. The pursuit is the, have you noticed that the present gospel in the body of Christ now is loyalty? Have you noticed? Everybody is preaching loyalty. If you are not loyal to a man, uh, you cannot go far. And you sit down and you say, please sir, turn the Bible and show me. But because of this, our, our goal to build an empire, a name for ourselves, then we start carving out things, using scripture to teach something that Jesus did not teach. No wonder we have weak people. One mighty man that is standing on stage and everybody is a fool. When the man dies, nobody to continue again. Don't we see those kind of ministries in Nigeria? One did last year. Let's end it here. Died and there's nobody. Nobody with that grace. When I'm faking everything online, hoping to still keep that respect. But Jesus said, if you, if you ignore those things, forget power. Forget vision. Forget eyes open. Forget encounter. Stay with me and stay with the gospel. If you stay there long enough, one day you will go and preach and your eyes will be open. You will see things and then you will come back and ask, what I have, what happened to me just now? Is it vision? And then they will say, yes, that's vision. Because the, your appetite for the gospel will push. The Bible says, these signs shall follow. It won't go before you. You will move first. Then you follow. Jesus is making a beckon to believers that if you sleep and wake up and the whole of your lifetime is money, pursuits, cars, huh? my future, eh, that one too is there. I must get there. Where is the there? You see, the, uh, there was a teaching I did, I and Daniel did in yes, a powerful message. I think we called it, ah, ah I can't remember that title again. 
It's something about uh, the demands of eternal life or something like that. That way you receive Zoe. Zoe is not just a, a an avenue to keep cashing out. No! Zoe is not a bank. Zoe has demands. That Zoe can put you under constraints too. But you see, if we teach it from that dimension, people will keep saying, are you saying we should come and suffer? No. There is a joy in suffering for Jesus. There is this, there is this joy that you can sit down and say, I trekked. I, I have not eaten for three days for the sake of the gospel. And you lie down there and say, Jesus is for your sake. It's for your glory. If at my workplace you don't show up, it's not going to be my fault, but I've done my best for your glory. You see, many people don't have this prayer point in their life. If you scan the prayer point of the average believer, they are living themselves. Whereas Jesus is saying that when you receive that life, the goal of that life is not to give you money. The goal of that life is not to give you fame. The goal of that life is not to give you power. The goal of that life is that you, you quit living for yourself. Yes, you want to be a, I had a goal to be a great scientist before. I remember. And when I entered campus, I thought I was going to, um, join Futa Radio and do this sports commentary. I loved sports. But Jesus came one time and said, eight to ten every day, be praying. Right? And that eight to ten is that exact time that the show is supposed to happen. So I could not do it again. And you will think that Jesus is doing that to just punish you. Jesus, why is your life hard? There are simpler things to just give me an instruction to, um, you know, fast. No, don't tell me to fast food. Tell me to fast sugar or something. You know, people come up with all kinds of hilarious things. Some people fast salt. And look at, let me, I, I was listening to Pastor Chris Shegono in fact. And I know some of you don't like him, but listen to what I'm saying. He said that the increase in this Yahoo boy thing, he said many people are blaming the government. But he said, let's ask sincere questions. Is the government in charge of the morality of citizens? Answer me if you are here. Government gives justice. Government does not issue morality. Is that true? It is only somebody that gives the yardstick of morality that can define when you are right and when you are wrong. Government does not do that. Government gives justice. You steal, they jail you, or you pay back. Is that true? So, who exactly defines morality? Because this is not really just, it's not just a criminal affair. It's a moral, it's an immoral affair. And he said there are two institutions that does that. Family and religion. It is in family that they will tell you, know the child of whom you have. That when you go out, don't go and embarrass our name. Is that true? And most of the people that keep doing this, this evil that we see in the planet, most of them, most of them, if you trace them to their homes and their families, you would realize that most of them, parents did not focus to train them. And see, I, I stand here as a preacher and I, and I attest to you that painfully, there are many people on this campus that their parents don't even know if they ate this morning. That their parents don't even know if they if they pay their school fees. There are, there is a lot that is going on. And you see, when 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 most of them don't know what to do, they delve into armed robbery. But it's not really a say. The next people to join is the church. And you will find out that in the past 35, 40 years, the gospel has now been shifted towards stardom. Then you will hear statements like God saved you to become a star. 
Bible reference, please. Where did you see it? The kind of messages we preach, even in this campus, there are churches that they will hold prayer meeting from January to December. And the whole of that prayer meeting is tailored towards my future, my glory, my, my, my tomorrow. The money that they've not seen in my father's house is going to be mine. And you paint a picture. I've taught on a financial series here before. But, but if you find out that Sean, 2019 on the financial series, but I did not teach it because I knew that the truth is a sharp knife. You can turn it and kill somebody. Somebody can finish a church service and go out saying anything, anything not to make money. Eh? God saved me to be the best. Is that true? Did you read about the Moravian brothers? That some people sold themselves to go into prison. They were not prisoners. They committed no offense. They decided to become prisoners so that the gospel can spread. And it was recorded in history that that revival lasted for 110 years. My goodness, my God. The last revival we had on this campus died because of honor. Me. Me. Come. So, before we were teaching that if you fast, if you pray, if you focus on Jesus and the gospel, there was impact. Brothers and sisters, the things that happened in the Bible came alive. We saw there was a popular madman that used to be at Northgate. If you have been in this campus for four years, you will know that man. He was inside. He was one um, set-apart meeting. While people were coming for set-apart, that they prayed for the man, the man got healed. We brought the man to Nifest now. He was living in Daniel's room before we took him to his family. There was another mad woman here at Southgate here that got healed. It got so much that I, I remember Baba Ubudare warned us and said, if you don't have the structures to maintain these people, because you know, some of them are straight from God knows where. So you ask them questions, they are even scared. <laughs> it's Daniel that I pity. Because Daniel was sharing room with somebody. Are, are you sure he's fine? <laughs> we went to take the guy to a barber shop. We shaved him. Then we brought him to Nightfest. And everybody was watching. Who is this guy? That's the madman. Does that look like what happened in your Bible story? Yeah. Does that look like what Jesus did? Yes. That a popular madman was healed. That a man was sitting at the door of the temple. Right? Get beautiful, remember? And Peter and John were passing at the time of prayer. Ah! He was at set apart the time of prayer. And he says, silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have. I give unto you. And he says in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. The guy sat down there. And Peter pulled him up. I know what I have. And the Bible says that the man walked into church and was rejoicing. And everybody marveled. They said, was that not that man? Abba. But you see, at when last did you see that testimony in church? You know why? Money. What we are pursuing. Our eyes is what is focused on. Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. When was the last time that somebody really got saved in church? We just switched membership. He was in CSC before, now he's in RCF. Nothing happened. In the book of Acts chapter 1, the Bible said God added to the church such as are to be saved. Please tell you anybody that I know that is with me now that was not raised from scratch, from zero. 
Some of them, we got them baptized in the Holy Ghost ourselves. But you see, instead of focusing on Jesus and impact, there was impact on this campus. People were getting saved. We did not have a poster, no banner, nothing. The foolish people preaching in this campus now. You just stand on stage, one person falls down, and in your mind you are a prophet. Then you start printing banner. North Gate and South Gate. Who are you? No gospel again. Nobody is getting saved again. Everybody is a spiritual father. Hope you know that in the past two years, many people have suffered from this spiritual father thing that it has happened before. Hope you know. New stories. Every time we are asked, Jesus gave us gospel. We have turned it to something. Jesus said, if you are a believer, don't just complain. Don't just say, ah, people are dying. Oh, there are people dying at North Gate, South Gate. You know, believers is God that we help us. We will now join different, you know, news channels are everywhere. One news we just learned, somebody died at North Gate. One news we just learned, they've robbed people at South Gate. And we keep carrying the news. What is happening in Futa? What will Futa do about it? What is the SUG doing? What are you doing? The life is inside you, not in the SUG. Brothers and sisters, that's the way God gave you. God left the earth in your, in your stead and said, you see, Jesus left you with a trust. Jesus went back to meet God and said, I'm done. Leave them there. Have you read your Bible? It's in the book of John. Jesus prayed and said, God, don't take them from the world. Keep them there. Because Jesus knew the quality of the life he put inside you. But as mighty as the Holy Ghost is, the most thing that many believers, the, the highest that some believers have used the Holy Ghost to do is pray in God. Then you see the campus in decadence. And the average believer is blaming God. God, what are you doing about it? And God is saying, I sought for a man to stand in the gap before me for the land. Lord, where can I launch myself? Where can I stay and pray? I don't have money. But for the sake of the gospel, I have a mouth. I have a tongue. I have appetite. I can fast for the gospel. The average believer is not responsible. Still living for himself. If there is a business seminar and there is a prayer meeting, where do you think the believer will go? Answer sincerely. They will say this money thing. Nigeria is hard. The Bible said, see, many people don't read scripture. Scripture gives some advice that if you listen to it, you will lie down on the floor and cry. The Bible says, except the Lord build a house, the laborer laboreth in vain, that except the Lord watches over a city, the watchmen watch but in vain. What are, what is SUG doing about the killing in Northgate and Southgate harassment? Let the SUG come out now, Abi, and, and, and bring protection. Yes. But Jesus did not say, go into the world, the SUG members. No. He looked at the church and said, go ye. Ah. I feel like we've embarrassed Jesus so much. Jesus placed so much trust on us. Jesus told God to leave them there. I gave them Zoe. Just leave them. If they make use of what I gave them, they will change the world. And the Bible literally said about the apostles, the Bible said they turned their world upside. You see, when the Bible says some kind of words, you need to check it very well. The Bible can say they, they did the, the good deeds of the Father. You know? There are different things the Bible can say. But the scriptures sat down and checked what, what word can we use for what these guys did. The first progress, progress is not it. Breakthrough, no, it's not breakthrough. Impact is not, they just carry this world and turn it upside down. 
for the average Christian living for himself. If you have not gotten to a point where the agenda of Jesus is bigger than your pursuit, you will never be able to see the possibilities that rest in that life. You will keep claiming Zoe and you can die in a mortal accident. You will keep claiming Zoe and sickness can ravage you and your family and there is no solution. Brothers and sisters, we need to remind believers that while you are pursuing money, let there be a cause. Let there be a reason behind it. That when you get to that stage, as you rise, you keep lifting Jesus. As you rise, you keep getting people saved. Some of you have been in your department, no disciple. Nobody was saved. You try to judge, they know you are a Christian sister. You dress well. Any guy that wants to hug you, you tell them, calm down. Right? And that's all that the believers do. Come on now, please. We were saved. We are not saved for another escape mission to go to heaven. Did you hear what I said? This salvation is not a goal for an escape mission. So keep behaving well. So that when Jesus comes, you'll be able to fly. <laughs> the Bible says that Jesus is coming with, to a church without spot or wrinkle. There is a mighty and majestic church that Jesus should come and meet. But that mighty church is living as chickens on earth. It's in Ghana that a witch will roar and say, any minister of God that does this, 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 and all the preachers there will be silent because most of the prophets there are fake. Fake people. Holding meetings on YouTube but no life. Nana cried to them in Ghana. They had nothing to say. If a, if, if a witch comes to this campus and announces to everybody, ah, you see, hope you know that most of you will run away. Ah, but some people can come out and say, I am not ashamed though. I know this gospel. This gospel is like a charm. You bring, <laughs> David said, you come to me with spear and arrows, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Next scripture. Then we pray. Time has the last thing that I feel like believers need to live in is this concept called faith. I believe that most believers do not have faith. And when I say faith, I mean conviction in what Jesus said. You know, when the Bible says that you are a new creature, many of you don't believe. Let me give you one scripture. First John chapter 4 verse 4. This was John speaking. Give me that scripture. Because people here will say they are weak. I've not prayed for the past five weeks. That, that's not the that. anyway. John said, John is writing to you. Read the letter John wrote to you. He says, Ye are of God, little children. I like this guy. <laughs> and you have overcome them. You have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Listen, do you believe this scripture? Do you, do you believe that, I'm not saying you will look for lions then to enter, but do you believe that in this scripture, you can walk through a lion's den and hang there like Daniel? We don't believe. This was a letter from John. He said, he didn't say you overcame the world because of your prayer prowess. He didn't say you overcame the world because of your fasting life. He said you have overcome them. Why? Great Isaac. 
There is something in you that you have not tapped into the resource. If you find out what is in you, you will walk in life with confidence. That's why we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporal, subject to change. But the things that are unseen are eternal. That you can live in this world, but with a perspective that is not of this world. That is what happens to the believer. Remember what Jesus said to Nicodemus. John chapter 3. He says, except a man be born again, he cannot see. Your perception will still be natural until. But when you get born again, you are no more normal. The Bible says that that life is inside you. The possibilities are there. But you see, the average believer, they have it, but they don't use it. When last did you challenge that life that is inside you? He says, greater is he. Give me back, just first John 4, just leave it there. Because this scripture has been like a haunt for me for a long time. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Not you will overcome them, you have. Because greater is he. Believers need to live in this life with faith. See, this fear that we keep having is why we will never do much. This fear. I, I, I was coming back from Ibadan during the week, and I saw one man. He came with one of these spiritualists. I don't, I don't know what they call them. They came with his um, what do they call this? Is this rubbish that they carve that looks like. Uh, one deity or something, and with the calories and everything, painted his face, you know, strengthened. And I just sat down in that car, in that bus, and I was looking at him outside. And in my mind, I'm saying, this guy is more profitable than the average believer. This guy carried wood that they use knife to shoot. Do, do you know what he said? He did not pick a, he didn't even use technology. He carried a wood, carved it to look like a human being's face. And carried it to the road. And believes that this wood will take you back home safe. Papa. I was just watching what that guy was doing. I just hope they didn't get to my side. Because we would have caused commotion in that place. That day. But I was watching what that guy was doing there. This guy has faith in wood. You know we can get wood from anything. And carve it now, now. But this guy carried it. He has faith in one black paint that he put on his eyes. But the believer, there are too many scriptures to let you know that the light inside you is not a natural one. But that believer leaves that Bible and says, let's be wise. Let's be very wise. Better enter the house by 6.30. You see, this fear, I'm, I'm not saying people should be irresponsible, but I'm saying that you meet yourself in the lion's den. The Bible has already said in Psalm chapter 23, you will pass through it, the fire will not burn you. But we read that scripture like a memory verse. And when we see fire, we run away. Come on now, please. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hope you know that that was not a fiction. It's not Disney movie. That, that, that thing in the Bible was not Disney. It was not, it was not Superman or Batman. Three young boys met one very crazy king. And Nebuchadnezzar said, I will, I will send you guys into that fire. And why they were saying, oh king. We respect you, but we are not going to bow. Nebuchadnezzar said, you think I'm joking? 
increase that thing by seven times. Are you still ready to bow or not? And he says, sir, we'd rather die there. Ah! That if God does not save us, leave us there. And he entered into that place and it was like a thief. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you, you see, I think people have lost Bible faith. There was a story that trended recently, was it last year? And the story was, I think somebody, uh, that was probably during Shiloh, that somebody was already embalmed and he was dead. And they prayed and the person came back to life. And I saw foolish believers. You see, this thing of um, commenting about anything a man of God says, it's fake, it's fake, everybody's fake. We know there are fake people, but calm down. They sat down and they were saying, it's not possible. That if you are embalmed, it's chemicals that remain inside you. There's no blood. Did you read in your Bible that Jesus turned water to wine? Did you read in the whole testament that that Moses, in the days of Moses, water turned to blood? Have you read it in your Bible before? How come chemical cannot turn to blood? Then the stupid believers were all over you too. He's already embalmed. They are lying. Ah! And I sat down and I said, if we listen to many of these critics, many of us will not know God again. Again. Because everybody is criticizing everything. If Jesus was alive and they said Jesus walked on water, we would say he used something under his leg. Is that not true? Yeah. If Jesus was alive, the miracles, hope you know, the Bible even said that there were some miracles that were not recorded in scripture. They just left this one for you. That there were mighty things Jesus did in righteousness. Listen, if they say in these days that police came to catch a real man, and as he was preaching, they saw him on stage, and all of a sudden they didn't see him. That was what happened in the days of Jesus. Read John chapter 12 to chapter 14. Jesus will be preaching, they will come to catch him, they can't find him again. Where did he pass? He has gone. If they say it happened in our day, they will say the police, something happened, and there will be a stupid scientific explanation. Then Bible faith is lost. Lions then comes, believers don't know what to do. Then everybody lives in fear. Whereas greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And the Bible, that scripture keeps staring at believers morning and night and nobody believes. If I stand and talk too much like this, now somebody will be afraid for me and say, ah, those boys at Southgate can hear you. Ah! This scripture is not based on your prayer life. This scripture is not based on your holiness. It just said the fact that you are saved greater is the possibilities inside you. If you can make it, find expression. This night we are going to pray. Our prayer would be that God restores. See, the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Jesus said, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you will become witnesses unto me. Ye shall receive power. The Holy Ghost has come, but many of us have not experienced power. This night is a night to cry to God. Lord, I think we've lost power. Restore back the reality of the life you gave us. That life that men used to turn their world upside down. Men that did not go to school. Men that did not be, they were not PhD holders. They did not have masters. They were stupid fishermen. Ah, fishermen. And Jesus picked them. And they carried this life. And used it to create a wonder 
that we are reading till today. We go to school, we did not experience what they experienced. We are praying this night, Lord Jesus, expose me to that power. It's time to carry this power across the streets. It's time to trek on the road and show the superiority of the life of God over situations, over circumstances. It's time to stop living in fear. It's time for believers to host this life so much. So much. We're going to pray. Stand up on your feet. Let everybody pray. I don't know why you guys drop minutes we are going to pray. Our prayer would be, Lord, we are ready to be exposed. Lord, set me up. It's time to be exposed to the supernatural. It's time to be exposed to power. Lift your voice and pray in the Spirit. Ye of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Bible faith. That faith is the substance. Things hoped for. That men, the Bible says that true faith, they shut down kingdoms. Shut the mouth of lions. And out of weakness, were made strong. By faith. By faith. By faith. By faith. By faith. It's time to experience power. experience Rwanda na niana foro bara, 
Hallelujah. We are going to pray, and our prayer is going to be confession. We are going to confess this scripture until you believe it. We are going to confess till we believe it. It was a letter to the church. Ye are God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are going to walk around and speak to yourself. Let your spirit man hear you. Tell yourself, greater is he that is in me. There is something about the life that is in me that is not in the average man. There is something about the power that has been invested in my spirit that is not in the average man. I'd like us to walk around and confess to ourselves as believers, greater is he, greater is he, greater is he that is in me, greater is he that is in me, for I am a spirit. Oh, I am of God. There is life in my Everywhere I see the spirit moving 
Enough of weak believers. Enough of believers. There's a responsibility upon you. There is a mandate upon your life. Ye shall receive power. And the power will make you a witness. A witness of a possibility that is higher than this realm. No man comes to God and dies by the end of a man. No, sir. The Bible says, Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. That darkness may cover the heads and cross darkness the people, but that the Lord will arise upon his own. said in being an apostle that he magnifies his office that Paul does not see himself disadvantaged whether with a car or without a car that's that's that office is the difference listen the anointing is not is not a college degree it's not a university degree it's not first class it's not second class offer it's not second class lower the anointing is, is, is a reality that comes from heaven. Which means that the possibilities it can make happen is that which exists in heaven. It does not exist on earth. And I don't know why believers carry that vote of power and walk like chickens. Believing that there is an oppression. And Yahoo boys are oppressing who? Did you read in your Bible that they that made their words through how did the Bible put it? Is it evil means of vanity? It leads to death. Did you read it in your scripture? But that the one that you build, the Bible says that he that cometh from above is above all. You, you've got to believe those scriptures and settle it as a reality. I am above. I am above. There is no explanation whether from CNN or BBC that will make me believe I am beneath. It's not pride, it's confidence. And the Bible says, 
that you should cast not away your confidence. He says it has a great recompense of reward. Many believers are weak because they do not have faith. Faith, that currency. See, you may say that you are weak. The Bible shows us in that Hebrews 11, the Bible says all those generals, the Bible says out of weakness were made strong. They were not strong before. It was out of weakness that they were made strong. I'm going to just pray over our lives generally. I can't minister to people. Time has gone and I, I just have to close now. But listen, if you feel like, this is just me personally saying this, if you feel like you want to find somewhere to lend yourself to kingdom service, not, I'm not saying workforce, that's, it's, that was the, that was the idea. But most times what is happening there now is hard to even do something that looks like church or ministry because the, the, the things in people's mind is that, ah, if I go there now, there's trouble for me. But anyways, that, that's by the way. I'm saying that if you want to find somewhere where you sit down and say, God has put me, ah, the Bible says that you do not light a light, a lamp, and put it under a bushel. That I am a city on a hill and I can never be moved. If you want to find somewhere that Lord I don't have much, but I have a voice. I can pray. If this is going to be my contribution to ensure that charlatans don't continue to make mayhem, a mayhem rather, in our society, that I would make sure that my voice is like a soldier in the spirit arresting fools from manifesting. If you want to plug yourself in that kind of thing, you can wait after the service and meet Ado or anyone and just say, I don't know what you guys do. But if it is prayer, I can pray. If it is something of the sort, I can. If it is to reach out to... Listen, if you remember what Jesus did for you, and you walk on the street and you meet somebody that is not saved, you should pity him. You should look at an unbeliever with pity, wishing that by God's grace one day you will be arrested. Because if you are not arrested, the end. Remember the rich man. It was in heaven that he was saying God should send prophets and God said, I'm sorry, if they don't have Moses and the prophets, let them die there. <laughs> I'll pray for us, but if you want to find somewhere, because believers leave the territory the way it is, they carry the life of God and all they use that life of God to do is test and assignments. <laughs> Listen, believers need to be called back into responsibility. We need to remember that Jesus left this world in our care. And if my territory will look like what Jesus had in mind, it's not going to take a pastor. It will take me. It will take me. I'm going to pray for us, but if you need that, you can meet anybody after the service. But right now, lift your hands in this building. Let me just pray as the Holy Spirit leads me. Yeah. Mambo kumbariata kande kodede kabadiata tamash kabata kande kubai kakako tobiasa sate rupa baskadi yadada kolande kubas kapata dash shalada bakata balade kotasia kurasinse sas kurasili kepata dash mande kubregadi data baraskadi yatata. What I see now is. 
I can't do this for so long, but I'm just going to pray. What I see now, I see that there are watchers of the night that have been asleep. There are people that God has assigned moments at night that there are their prayers are supposed to be uh, are supposed to preserve territories, preserve footpath, especially. Right now, I stretch my hand from this building and to any watcher that is inside the campus that has been asleep and the devil has begun to ravage lives. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, let every watcher that is asleep, I inject life into your spirit. I inject prayer fire into your spirit. Let there be let there be a circumcision from today that from this night, I pray in the name of Jesus, waters begin to awake. That let the waters in the campus begin to awake. There is one gift that God wants to distribute to those watchers. Please pass the symbol for me. There is one gift that God wants to distribute. It's the seeing eyes and the hearing ears. There are many blind people inside this campus. They trek past demons and don't see. They trek past spirits and don't see. Right now in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost, anybody here that is a watcher that has been sent as an envoy in the night to watch over territories and across this campus, I pray in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost that lets the seeing eyes, I give men the seeing eyes, I give men the hearing ears, that the spirit of faith, uh that gift of faith, that men can rise up from where they are and begin to declare over territories, begin to declare over systems, begin to declare over structures, and every word that you say will not fall to the ground. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen. Listen. God, listen. God is about to restore the healing mantle in a very strange way. I sense that in my spirit. God is about to restore the healing mantle in a very strange way. I'm not talking about healing as far inside a church building. I'm talking about on the streets. That men... I don't say these things carelessly. But anyways, let's leave that. But right now, God is about to restore the healing grace across this campus. As a sign for touch notes. I stretch my hand. That in the name of the Lord Jesus. And by the power of the Holy Ghost. This healing will start happening by the spirit of faith. Because these, these things you will see situations that will scare you yourself. But I strengthen believers right now. By the power of the Holy Spirit. That believers begin to heal people. Across this campus. Let there be strange healings. Strange miracles. Strange manifestations of the power of God. Across this campus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Ah. Especially this one. Especially for ladies. There are prophetic ladies. That are about to rise up from this campus. I see. You see, when God is distributing graces like this, it's because I've thought, anyways, I'll teach it again in the revival series, that these graces are to function in territories. There is a reason 
there is a reason. The same way there are mineral resources in different territories, there are spiritual graces that exist in territories. And right now, listen, these this prayerless ladies that we have on campus, this is the end of it, that men will need to, ladies rather, will need to start rising up in night times. And God will start gifting them prophetic sights into what the devil is doing and into what God is doing. I pray right now upon the campus that the eyes of ladies be opened. The eyes of ladies be opened in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That prophetic sights will start to come from the bowels of Deborah's inside this campus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen. Listen. I'm done praying. I've done what I'm supposed to do. Listen. If you continue living as a believer, hanging on to the life of God, but not not putting that life into use, there is something about that believer that you have not realized. That the species that God raised from the dead is not supposed to live an ordinary life. Not anymore. Not, Not because you are a skillful person. Just because you are born. So my challenge, this message is not just to people in this hall, but to the land of Peter. Let, let believers start living with an audacity. It was Pastor Tolu that was teaching, um, Reverend Tolu Angola that was teaching, and he said, one of the boys that used to harass people inside, um, in, that, in that street where they preach, he said that, I think he was in service. Oh, no, okay, he was on a bike. When the guy approached him and said, calm down. <laughs> and Reverend Tolu said, Reverend Tolu looked at him and was like, do you know the person you are talking to? He said, if, if you are alive after 14 days, <laughs> then I'm not called of God. And he went like that. The guy went back to where they sent him to and came back to meet Pastor Tolu. So when he came, the lady that was in church was around and she ran away, you know the fear. He said, they came to meet him. And he said, don't come inside this church. Stay outside there and prostrate there. The guy laid down there and said, sorry, sir. They informed me that you are small, but the thing behind you is not small. That he came to apologize. So he told the guys that we are good friends now, no problem. That you can go. And anytime he sees those guys on the road, if they want to harass anybody, I think there was one that wanted to come and harass him and he was walking to come and meet him. And as he was walking, you know, people that are following the man of God, the man of God that have not tapped something that they've been trying to tap since, right? They were there, they didn't know what to do. And Pastor Tony looked at the guy. He said, is it me you are coming to meet and you are bouncing like the guy came and just sat down close to the car, knelt down close to the car and said, sorry, sir. Said, yeah. Next time, if you, he said, sorry, sir, we are just trying to find something to do. He said, if you are hungry, tell us you are hungry. Well, that's ministry. We'll find food for you to eat. But that you are, if you harass anybody around this place again. And I've already, I'm putting that mark on people around you. Anybody that is harassed around you. This one is as a grace on my office. That the earth the earth will fight him in such a way. Jobs he won't get. I, I, I'm not. I'm not vexing for anybody. I'm praying. Prophet, you see, when I said it last week, two people thought I was joking until you caught one person last week. I'm praying for this campus again. If anybody harasses anybody and catches anybody, taxes anybody that is around this place, the earth literally, the four winds of this earth will fight that person inside this campus. If it will, it will. If, it will be close to death before they bring him for survival. 
That one I've spoken it over the campus prophetically. Anybody that goes about harassing God's people. And you two don't trek and just, and just somebody says stop. Stop who? Who? The Holy Ghost or me? Which one? I think I went to New York somewhere in Indonesia one time like that, and then one guy said that he was coming, one of the preachers, he said that he was coming, they stopped them and said he should drop down, and he dropped down. And they were like, why, what are you, because the guy was dropping down with courage, <laughs> who do you think you are boasting for? I said, no problem, just carry me to where you guys are. So they took him inside the bush, and he was staying there, and he said, see, anyway, I came here because I came to preach the gospel, so let's check John 3.16, for God so long, and they were like, I used to keep, he said, no, drink the cigarette from your Receive Jesus Christ. That's the reason why we are in this camp. That was what he did before he came to preach. You see, when you hear these things, you will think, ah, anointing. No, it's the life of God. It's the life of God. And the confidence in that life, that you came to beat me, me or God, which of the two of them? So that you don't live in life. And it's not just about harassment. In fact, in your exams, don't enter exams just believing that just because I read. The Bible says you have an unction from the Holy One. The Bible also said you will hear a voice from behind you saying, this is the way. Walk you. Don't live your life in fear. The fear in this world is enough for all of us to share. Don't add to it. The present economic state in Nigeria is enough for all of us to cry. Don't add to it. But the Bible says that white darkness covers the earth. It says the glory of the Lord. You see, that's the sign that we are believers. That when there is a casting down, they will just scan and find out for some people there is a lifting. Do you believe what I'm saying? God bless you. Let me end this thing. Amen. Can we burn our seats? The Word of God is a seed that brings radical transformation, and we believe you have been transformed by the word you just received. Follow us live on our MixLR and download our messages on our Telegram channel. The number to call for partnerships and inquiries is 0811-414-7940.